It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host and super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. Each and every day, I'm going to bring you news, rumors, transactions, everything about the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump into today's episode. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, we have the conclusion of my conversation with Doug Gray. We're going to look more at the minor leagues, look at the prospects, look at some guys that we can watch out for this coming season. And we're also going to talk about what Doug thinks about the newly finalized contraction of the minor leagues. We get into all of that here in just a minute, but in case you missed it yesterday, we talked about the major league side. We talked about what's coming up this spring training, what to watch out for. So go back and check that out. If you missed it, the best way to not miss anything going forward is to subscribe, hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting platform you're currently using right now. Also follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at locked on reds. And save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159 for comments, reactions, whatever you've got. I try to do a Jeff's Junk Mail segment or show at least once a week. And we'll get into that next week. So get those questions, reactions, whatever you've got into the Locked On Reds line. All right, without further ado, let's jump back in. We're, we're pivoting to the minor league conversation now, looking at some prospects. When you look at... What's in the farm system now? We'll, we'll pivot to some prospect talk. When you look at what's in the farm system now between like guys like Jonathan India and Tony Santion and guys who we kind of forgotten about, not the Hunter Greens and the Nick Lodolos who are you know poised for hopefully making an impact here within the next year or two, these guys who are on the fringe. Uh, are there some guys who can make an impression this year and change their narrative? And who are those guys? Well, I'm just going to defend Jonathan India here real quick because you, you mentioned him kind of being not in the same group as Hunter Green and Nicodolo. But depending on where you look, Jonathan India is rated higher than Nicodolo. So it's true. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he was ranked several spots in the Reds organization higher than uh, Nicodolo was by Baseball America. Um, but, I mean, you know, Santion's a guy who could break him this year with the bullpen. Uh, you know, maybe if it's, it's late in the year, there's a chance he could break into the rotation if if the uh, a role opens up for this, that, or the other reason. Um, you know, hopefully it's you. You don't want that to happen because that means things are going very well for the Reds. Nobody got hurt. The guys were performing well, but um, yeah, I mean, Vladimir Gutierrez is another guy. I, I think that you know he he has to serve a, you know the remaining twenty games of his suspension when the year begins. But I think in the second half he's got he's got enough stuff that he could be a guy who could help in the bullpen if the opportunity presented itself uh, down the road. A guy I really like, uh, Ryan Hendricks. I, I think that you know he he's a pure reliever, so he, he's definitely not going to help in any way with the rotation. Um, but the the mix of his fastball and breaking ball is so good. If he can just improve his control just just a little bit, Jeff, 
I really do think he's a guy you could put at the back end of your bullpen, whether that's, you know, eighth inning guy, closer, whatever. Um, he's He's got really, really good stuff. I love that stuff. Um, he just needs to find a way to throw strikes just a little bit more often. Um, and I, I think that, you know, that's something we could see him early in the year, potentially, if, if the situation presents itself for him to get out there. Uh, I don't think he's going to be competing for a spot in the bullpen heading into spring training. But, you know, things change. Guys get hurt, and maybe he just looks that much better. I mean, that that does happen sometimes. I mean, who who really thought T.J. Antone was going to do what he did last year? Right. I mean, but when you when you come out throwing five miles per hour harder than you did the year before, uh, that changes the game. So, um, you 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 never really know until the games get started. Uh, you know, I always you always hear you know you don't want to make your roster decisions based on what you see in spring training. Go with the guy's track record. I mean, yes, that that's that's pretty true most of the time. But when a guy shows a clear difference in skill set than what they've shown in the past, do you really does it really matter how much they did in the past when they're a different guy now? And you, you see that more with pitchers. You know, you can you can have a hot spring training in in the Arizona air hitting home runs. That's one thing. But you know, let's. I mean, we're going to keep talking about T.J. Antone. When you come out throwing five miles per hour harder. Does it really matter what you did in Double A two years before that when you were throwing eighty eight to ninety two <laughs> when you're now sitting ninety seven? I mean, I don't it's, think so. <laughs> it's very different. Um, and, and so that that's always one of the things that I like about spring training with regards to pitchers is you can really tell when their skill set has changed. You're not thinking, oh well, you know, he's hitting, he had eight home runs this spring. How's that going to translate to the regular season when it's now forty four degrees, you know, on a Tuesday afternoon in Cincinnati? Right. Yeah, and and. He's a name that I have heard from a couple of different people. Uh, one guy that we've seen a cup of coffee from, but we're not, at least I don't think we're really sure what he is. Do we know what Joel Kunal is, or does he still have more to show us? You know, he's been one of the more interesting players to me from the sense of I don't know where the Reds stand on him. Um, you know, he's a guy, he, he's throwing 100 miles per hour in the past. Last year, his velocity, we didn't see him too much. Mm-hmm. But his velocity wasn't quite where it had been in the past. Um, and so, you know, he's not even in big league camp or minor league camp this year, oh. which I, I found interesting. So, yeah, I, I really don't know exactly where the Reds stand with Joel Kunal. Um, you know, they didn't invite him to AAA camp. So I'm like, well, I guess maybe they don't feel too confident in him and maybe there's a reason as far as i know he's healthy so let's just i want to put that out there first but i guess there's a chance that maybe he's not ready to go right now and that would explain why he didn't get the you know the early minor league camp invite slash triple a minor league camp for those who are unaware uh because of how things are going with the world right now um spring training is only for the major league players and what they're calling early minor league camp, which is mostly you know made up of guys who they expect to be in AAA this year. Although there are a few guys that probably won't begin the year in AAA that are there. Uh, and then once those guys are done at the end of March and go off to their cities and start their seasons, they're going to bring in the rest of the guys for you know low A, high A, and double A for their spring training. And their season's not going to get started until early May. Um, but Joel Kuhn was not a part of that. So hmm. it, it would seem that right now, um, for whatever reason, they're not expecting him to even be in AAA to begin the season, um, and so yeah, I, I I just I really don't know Jeff, um, and I, I don't want to speculate too much on that, but sure. it, I'd be lying if I said that it weren't curious to me 
just kind of reading the tea leaves, so to speak, on, on Joel Kunal um, from the Reds' perspective. And I just don't, I just don't know where they stand. He was a guy that I was excited to see call up, and and kind of like you said, we didn't get to see him very much. But what we saw wasn't what we were hearing from when he was in the minors, and and now kind of like very curious to not see him in any sort of camp. You mentioned that the guys who are in camp right now that are not expected to start with a major league roster but are probably going to start in AAA except for a few of them, are there some top prospect guys who won't start the year in AAA? Um, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Jose Garcia didn't start in AAA. Now, it, I, I expect him to just because I think that getting that extra month of at-bats mm-hmm. uh, against live pitching, even if I don't think that he's necessarily ready to face AAA pitching, and maybe he is. Maybe the experience that he got last year at Prasco and in the major leagues has him ready for that level. If I were making the calls, based on what I know, which is definitely not what the Reds know, because I, I did not get to watch him at Prasco every day. I, I'm only basing this off of what I saw when he was in Daytona in 2019 and then in the major leagues last year. Right. Uh, I'd, I'd start him in A, But again... The Reds have way more information on this than I do. And obviously, you know, what he does this spring, because he is in big league camp, could change that. But um, so I wouldn't be completely shocked if when the AAA season starts at the end of the first week of April that he weren't in AAA and he were, you know, kept back in in, in Goodyear and, you know, hung around with the AA guys and got going then. Um, But he's probably the only one, um, you know, maybe – they want to be a little bit more cautious with Hunter Green, um, and they, they they hold him back as well. But I, I'd be surprised by that a little bit too. Um, th- those are probably the only two bigger top ten prospects that are in minor league camp right now that I, I would say have a chance of not being in Louisville when the season starts in April. Okay, and and looking at um, crap, I lost my thought process. Where was I? Um... I can't help you with that one. I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> oh, yes, that's what it was. All right. And, and you mentioned Jose Garcia. I think we all understand that if everything goes according to plan this year, he's going to be in the minors for pretty much the entire year, maybe gets caught up in September. If I were to tell you that we're sitting here in October and we look back on the stats for 2021 and Jose Garcia was the Reds major league shortstop for the majority of the season compared to everybody else who played shortstop that would make you happy or concerned and why well happy because I think that means he's in the big leagues and he was performing well okay I I think that their their ideal situation is that they want him to do or they want to do what's best for him in the long run and if Let's just say for whatever reason, he's in the big leagues early on and he's struggling. I don't think that they'll keep him up there to keep struggling. I think that they would just decide that, hey, whether it's Kyle Farmer, Alex Blandino, Kyle Holder, anybody else, that they would go for, go with that player at shortstop rather than let Jose Garcia continue to just struggle and, and, and maybe you know really harm his development for the future. Um, and so, you know, if you if you ask me at the end of October, and Jose Garcia's got 400 at bats in the big leagues this year, that's going to be a good thing, because it means that he was up there performing well, or at least well enough that, you know, it it, it wasn't something where you thought, is this the best idea for Jose Garcia's long term future? Are you heading out to Arizona for either big league camp or minor league camp? Oh gosh, no. Um, well, <laughs> first off, um, spring training is closed off for the most part. Okay. Um, 
definitely it's closed off on the minor league side of things, so that would be a completely wasteful opportunity. Uh, I'd just be standing around with binoculars trying to look through fences from the other side of the road. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I am definitely not going to be traveling until I get that, that vaccine shot and then it's, you know, brother of the other vaccine shot. Uh, and for me, that's going to be after spring training ends as far as I can see. So uh, I will not be going to Arizona. I will be, like I'd imagine most people listening, sitting at home listening on the radio and watching on TV when those games are announced to be on television, which Fox Sports Ohio, if you're listening, let's get to it. I kind of want to fill out my calendar and know when I'm watching the Reds baseball, right? Yeah, Yeah. let's let's go. Keep waiting on that to come. Like somebody said the other day, it was like, oh, it's radio only. I'm like, come on, it's 2021. I don't think it's going to be radio only for entire spring training. Let's get the schedule going already. I mean, I'm hopeful that they can be like the Angels who literally broadcast all of their games on their Fox Sports uh, station, mm-hmm. but it seems that the Reds are one of the teams that do the fewest on their local, uh, you know, broadcast channel. So, I, I'd still expect at least you know ten games or so, and then you know, we'll probably get a few games on MLB Network like there is each year. Now, whether they're live or not, who knows? But uh, ho- hopefully, we we get a, a nice uh, number, and it's not like oh, you get six games this year. So that's not the only thing I wish the Reds were like the Angels, like <clears throat> Mike Trout, uh- <laughs> right. Um, uh, when you look at since, since everything with the minor leagues has been finalized, we're we're done speculating about all the teardown and the rip apart and everything that Rob Manfred has done to the minor leagues. What is your reaction now that everything is finalized? I mean, I still hate it. I, yeah, I, yeah, I think that it's it's not good for the overall sport of baseball, but I also don't think it's great for professional baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just have fewer opportunities uh, to to find quality players um you know your top prospects aren't the guys that are going to get cut but you know i i, I you brought this up before but if um jose altuve were 15 years old all over again but it was happening now rather than 15 years ago i don't know if he'd get signed and yeah that's that's a that's a really you know very specific outlier outcome but when he went to the Houston Astros, um, you know, camp, tryout camp, they cut him the first day, and they said, "Don't come back." Oh, well, he, no. he he came back, and he signed for like fifteen thousand dollars, and you know, with you know, organizations having eighty fewer roster spots, some organizations having more than that, um, you know, where do you? put a guy like that like there's there's just not room on a roster for a guy that you signed for 10 or fifteen thousand dollars on a whim who you cut the first day like that that roster spot doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. uh, and so you know you might be missing out on a guy like that and it's just it, it that's a very rare thing to happen it's not likely to happen but it, it could happen and just things like that just really they, they just sit wrong with me over the fact that you know a team's going to save two million dollars a year doing this <laughs> Right. Like, yeah, it $2 million to me and you, Jeff, we would love to have that kind of money to be saving. Sure. But to a professional baseball organization worth billions of dollars, I mean, it just it just doesn't make too much sense to me because I, I hate talking about how much the players get screwed out of, you know, what they're actually worth in the first six years or seven years of their career before they reach free agency. But how much would you have to pay to replace Jose Altuve's production? Versus what you had to pay in the first six or seven years of his big league career, $180 million. Is that really worth, you know, saving $2 million a year? 
It's a tough argument for you to make. That's the baseball version of penny pinching. Yes, exactly. <laughs> those... let, me, let me tell you, I'm a penny pincher. I know penny pinching when I see it. <laughs> well, and I mean, when it comes to baseball numbers for money, it just all seems so made up to me because it's a level of existence I don't currently understand. Uh well, I tell you what, man, I, I really appreciate you talking baseball with me here, talking Reds and talking the minor leagues and different stuff like that. What do you got going on over at RedsMinorLeagues.com and RedLegNation.com that's coming down the pipe? I mean, for the most part, it's going to be there's going to be a lot more on, on RedLegNation.com because there's there's only a handful of guys in minor league camp right now. Right. So there, there's not too much going on that I can write minor league related. I mean, there's a handful of guys that are doing things, whereas in big league camp, we've got, you know, 50... I don't know, 50 some odd guys. And there's actually storylines coming out each day. Uh, you know, yesterday was the first day of, you know, you know, full team workouts. So uh, right now it, it's mostly just kind of providing updates on, on what's going on out in Arizona. And, you know, fortunately for, for me and I guess for everybody else, the Reds are doing a good job of providing, a, a, you know, a, a way for us to interview players, interview David Bell each day. Um, and, and so, you know, we, we are getting some good information, even though things are still, unfortunately a little bit different than we're used to i thank you for coming on and talking reds with me and we'll do it again soon appreciate you having me on and yes let's let's do it again and hopefully we can we can have some good stuff to talk about let's go rex Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.